Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Duke Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Yeah, baby, live around the world uh, on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Good morning to you. Welcome to the program. It is the Thursday edition of the Michael Duke Show, and we're getting ready to uh, jump into this with both feet. Oh, man. I got to tell you, uh, today it's just me and you, baby. Just me and you with uh, with a couple of hours here to discuss some of the hot topics that are going on around the state and around the nation. A couple things uh, of uh, kind of more of a national interest and some interesting statistics and um, and trends, I think, I guess is what I'm saying, uh, that are happening that may raise your eyebrows just a little bit. Uh, on today's program. Also want to open up the phone lines today for you, the listeners, to participate. And so we're going to do that right now. Phone lines are open at 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. We'd love to hear from you to see what you have to say. Uh, see if there's things that are on your mind today that are just burning issues that you can't get away from. And uh, that you want to chit-chat about. That's eh, it's, it's one of my favorite things, quite honestly. Uh, it's to just, uh, you know, I know what I want to talk about. But sometimes, I, you know, you guys might want to talk about something completely different. And so I thought this would be a good opportunity to... Uh, to throw the doors open, so to speak, to the town hall, and just uh, let's uh, <clears throat> let's just have a, a a session. Let's have a let's just have a, a a talking here. Let me hand you the talking stick to see what you want to uh, talk about here on the uh, on the on the program for today. Several ways to participate, of course. The phone lines, as I just mentioned, is one at nine zero seven four three three thirty one fifty. You could also send me an email. The email address is me at MichaelDukeShow.com. That's M-E at MichaelDukeShow.com. We'd love to hear what you guys uh, have to say there as well. And finally, you can also join us uh, on the uh, join us on the simulcast. The simulcast is uh, available on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Probably the easiest one is Facebook. That's got the most people in it. Uh, you could come in and join, uh, you know, 40, 50, 60 of our closest friends just hanging out, chatting uh, during the show, having their, you know, laying their comments out there uh, and fostering the discussion. And especially during the commercial breaks where we kind of hang out and just riff a little bit during the uh, during the thing. So it's good stuff. Uh, and of course, welcome to all of you uh, to the six o'clock club. You showed up uh, in the six o'clock hour and now you are officially members of the six o'clock club. You can even get a T-shirt if you want. Uh, I've got T-shirts that say six o'clock club on them. It's fun stuff. Um, all right. So uh, welcome and good morning and thank you so much. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. 
about anything. Uh, apparently, uh, Rob Myers is in the chat room. I see somebody mentioned his video that was released yesterday. Rob, if you want to call in and just give us a quick hit on what that was about as well, we'd love to hear that. Um, so there we go. Um, we're, 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 we're good. We're, we're good. We're good to go. Um, all right. <clears throat> so let's see, got that. that. Oh, uh, I forgot to tell you, uh, I changed some of my plans, uh, for this next week. Um, as I, uh, I'm going to be traveling to Fairbanks, uh, today and I'll be broadcasting from Fairbanks tomorrow. Uh, but because I have to travel on Monday, I'll be traveling uh, Monday morning. I will not be able to, I will not be here on Monday. I, I am traveling. I cannot, I cannot tell a lie. I cannot be in two places at the same time. Uh, I might be, I might be good, but I'm not that good. So on Monday, there will be alternate programming on, um, uh, whatever station or translator you're listening on. Um, and so <clears throat> it, uh, it's, Due to travel concerns and restrictions, I will not be here on Monday morning. I know that makes it tough for you, uh, but it makes it better for me because then I've only got a four-day week. <laughs> and this is all about... Uh, anyway, uh, so normally I uh, normally I bomb back <clears throat> from Fairbanks on Sunday night and, uh, you know, get up with three or four hours of sleep and get... But I just... <clears throat> I got too much stuff going on and I just... I'm going to be traveling that morning. So... Anyway, what are you supposed to do? Somebody said, what the heck are we supposed to do? <laughs> what the heck are we supposed to do? Well, um, I don't know what you do without me. Um, it is it is what it is. It's going to be one of those things. Um, Barbara, uh, were you going to be here for the assembly? Barbara Haney asked in the chat room. Uh, probably not. Um, I probably will be getting into town about the time that, that you guys are meeting, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, and Barbara, if you want to call and recap what's going to be going on again tonight, you're welcome to call in today because, again, it's open line. It's any topic is fair. You want to talk about Taylor Swift's new concert movie? Okay. I mean, it's not really my thing, but, you know, I find it interesting to see that, you know, she, uh, Reason Magazine had an interesting article. <laughs> it had a really interesting article. They were talking about Lena Khan, who is the director of the Federal Trade Commission now under Biden, and she has had a real, um, she's had a real bone to pick with all these big companies. She hates big tech. She's always hated big tech since she was in college. I mean, she's written papers on how places like Amazon are just horrific, and she's used her bludgeon at the FTC to break up, to do her best to try and break up big tech monopolies. And uh, somebody, I think it was Peter Sutterman over at uh, Reason Magazine, uh, had an article talking about Taylor Swift and, and asked, is it time for to break up the Taylor Swift, you know, uh, thing? I mean, is she has Big Taylor become as big as Amazon? And it was funny. Anyway, it's a good, great article. Uh, if you haven't read it yet, you should go over there and do, uh, you know, you, should, you should go do over there and do it right now. Um, oh, everybody now wants me to do live videos from the road. <laughs> Everybody wants me to do live videos on the road from uh, while I'm driving. I have a hard enough time chewing. Walking and chewing gum is hard enough for me. Doing all the things that I do right here in my studio, trying to do all that on my cell phone, uh, and the fact that I couldn't connect to the radio, it's, it is what it is. It is, I just, there's just no way. No way I could do it. And, you know, I'd probably crash coming out of the parking lot, you know, kind of thing. 
Anyway, um, <clears throat> so uh, I guess that's it. I guess I've gotten everything everything done. So what what am I what do I want to cover today? Well, there's a new APOC complaint, but this time, surprise, you might be surprised as to who it's all about. Also, the um, the uh, race for the Matsu Borough School Board. And and uh, and and uh, the Matsuburo uh, assembly races are really heating up now. The Matsu Education Association, the MSEA, the which is the local chapter of the NEA, has uh, has jumped into the fray, and they oh man, it's 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 heating up. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we got private property rights discussion. Uh, specifically as it concerns a bunch of Talkeetna residents who are trying to sue over a dispute on lake access. Uh, that Matsu snow plowing issue continues to gra- – I mean, snow is around the corner. I thank you all for continuing the anti-snow dance that you're doing every night for me. To, again, my goal here is to see that we get almost all the way to uh, to uh, uh, Halloween with without any sticking snow in the south central area. Uh, I'm doing that dance every night. It's it's kind of weird, but I do it uh, anyway. But the with the snow approaching, uh, they still have got this dispute with the snowplow companies in the Matsu, which after last year, I mean, this is a, a pretty tough, pretty tough situation. We'll also talk about unintended consequences. There's we might have a little bit of story time. Uh, there's a great article uh, by Peter Sutterman in Reason talking about the law of unintended consequences um, and what it really means when people are trying to crack down on one thing, uh, but instead give a rise to a whole nother set of problems that they never, ever considered. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And then some new stuff, including a brand new poll, which just came out and was released yesterday. Um, and this is a poll from the University of Virginia Center for Politics. And uh, it has some surprisingly disturbing, it has some surprisingly disturbing stuff in it uh, as to how Americans are feeling. I mean, we're obviously more polarized and divided than ever before. And this just kind of lays all that out. It's a little troubling. So we'll talk about that as well. Oh, and maybe some what if stuff, because even the Wall Street Journal is starting to acknowledge that people are, with everything that's happening, people are starting to get a little more conscience, con- conscious, conscious, not conscience, but cautious, cautious, conscious. I don't know. They're aware of it. <laughs> conscious. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that's what it is. Um, snowing in Fairbanks this morning, Rob tells me, oof, oof. Well, you know, you, you got to expect it. It's winter. What, uh, what, what, what would be happening? That was, that's going on. Um, all right. Conscientious. It's conscience. No, conscious. I'm conscious of it. I'm aware of it. Conscious. Conscious. Now they're correcting my, I didn't even know what word I was using. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, I also have a good piece of news, too. I got a fun story. It's a it's a fun, happy story that leaves happy birds and happy trees. It's a Bob Ross story. It's the happy birds and happy trees. I mean, it's not about Bob Ross, but it's that kind of, you know what I mean. It was that feeling, that feeling of, oh, it's the happy little trees, the happy little, 
Oh, just paint it right there. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be good. Uh, anyway, we're going to, we're going to continue with that. All right. So before I, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to take the break. I was going to, I was going to try and start a story, but there's really not enough time for me to gather up ahead of steam. And as you can tell today, I'm still learning how to talk. Phone number to call if you want to participate this morning, 433-3150-907-4333-150. Feel free to call us in, and we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Wood ticks, lunatics, politics, whatever it is. All right, we're going to continue. Back with more. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll return right after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. I know, I know you guys don't want to miss a day. You want me to bring my phone and do all that kind of stuff, but I, you know. Mm. Have I seen the Pierre Polyver video, which is Canada's conservative? I watched that yesterday and I laughed so hard. <laughs> he had that reporter absolutely twisted in knots. It was just such a, and he was just so nonchalantly eating his apple while he's answering questions from this guy. I think Donna posted the link up in the chat room. Uh, yeah, there she, she posted it up there, Donna Ardwin. So look for that Twitter link uh, over at X or Twitter or whatever. Go over there and take a look at it. It is just, <laughs> it's just such a beautiful thing to watch, man. It is such a beautiful thing to watch. Um. So we'll see, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. But uh, it would be it would be a cool thing. Um, um, somebody lost their building while towing it at the corner of Petey and Badger Road in Fairbanks. Be careful this morning. <laughs> Did they lose it like on the road? Is it like blocking the highway? Is it is it you know what's going on? Um. Uh, have to go to Anchorage to get a snowblower since the Home Depot here never gets any, says Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, snowblowers are, uh, I mean, they're going to be worth their weight in gold if we get another snow year like we did this last year. Lunatics and politics aren't the same thing? Well, you know. Not conscientious. I was looking for conscious. It was raising the consciousness of people. And they didn't get a conscience. They got con conscious. <laughs> oh my. Oh, oh my. Uh, all right. <clears throat> uh, Rob says there's still a few dead zones on the parks highway, so he may or may not call in this morning, I think is what he's trying to tell me there. Uh, snowing in Fairbanks, though. And more. Uh, phone lines, phone lines. 
see, we have to have at least seven people doing the anti-snow dance because I know Bill's down there doing the snow dance, so we have to counteract him. So just continue to do your anti-snow dance for just a few more days. We are what? Uh, 12 days. 12, 12 whole days. I've got to make it through this weekend and then next weekend. And then my, this is the, this is like the busiest time of year for me. I'm so stressed out right now. You have no idea. Uh, the busiest time of year for us here uh, uh, around the old radio ranch. And uh, by the end of next weekend, fingers crossed, it'll all be good. It'll all be good. Okay, anything else I didn't see here? Have a great long weekend, Michael. I mean, it, it. you know, I guess you're traveling and everything else. I mean, it's still, I guess it's better than a day of work, but uh, it'll be good. Um, everybody, though, wants me to do the live videos on the road. Man, I have a hard time. It would be, you know, because I'd want to read your comments, and if I'm driving, I can't read your comments. Um. I, when I ask people to call in and talk about whatever they want to talk about, Brian's like, my mind is completely blank. Nary a thought. Enlighten me. Enlighten me. I think he meant enlighten me. Enlighten me, oh great one. I will knight you. I knight you, Sir Brian of the Empty Head. Nary a thought. Completely blank. All right. So that's all good. Do you live on a road? Yes, I do. Okay. As a Fairbanks resident, I'd like to lodge an official complaint for all of your redirected snow landing on my yard. Stop dancing and take your fair share. Nope. Not a chance. Sucker. That's what you get for living in Fairbanks these days. All right. <clears throat> just, I'm just kidding. Let's get back to it. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free thinking radio. Like, share, follow. Let's do all the stuff. And we'll just, uh, we'll continue on. Here we go. Okay, uh, well, welcome back here to the big radio broadcast. Anthony, who's at Fairbanks' logic and complained about me continuing to ask everybody to do the anti-snow dance. He's like, hey, you're, all your redirected snow is coming here. Stop your dance and take your fair share. Never, never going to take my fair share of the snow. I discovered as I get older that I, you know, I, I just kind of like that stuff less and less. I mean, it's here. I'll deal with it. But I'd rather not. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I may I might move further south one day. I mean, further in Alaska. Not I'm not moving out of Alaska, but I might move further south to where maybe I could find the lesser snow devil, the, you know, the, the evil that is the snow. Um, anyway, 
Uh, we are continuing ahead here this morning. Uh, again, open line, open form. Any topic is fair game. Where should I start? Um, well, let's talk a little bit about turnabout is fair play. I just, I love this so much. I just, I love this so much. It is a uh, a story out of the Alaska Watchmen. Now, there's two parts to this story. First of all is the story itself. Secondly, it's the news coverage of this story. We'll talk about that on the second half of this. But let, let's just, first, let's just talk about the news story. The multi-million dollar backed pro-ranked choice voting group, Alaskans for Better Elections, is now under official investigation for allegedly skirting state election laws. Scott Scooter Kendall, who provides legal counsel for Abe, was notified of the investigation on the 10th by APOC. The former campaign legal counsel for U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski, Kendall drafted and helped spearhead the ranked choice voting law in Alaska uh, and has defended it against legal challenges. Of course, we all know that that's the only reason why Lisa Murkowski returned to office and that he did all this in support of her continued candidacy in the Senate. He was the driving force behind the 2022 ballot measure 2, which passed by 1% of the vote. Prior to receiving the new APOC uh, uh, notice of the new APOC investigation, Kendall had recently authored a very similar APOC complaint against the group working to repeal ranked choice vote. All I can hear is dueling banjos in the background at this point. That's all I can hear. Dueling banjos going on. Uh, the uh, Alaskans for Honest Elections, they're currently gathering signatures in hopes of repealing ranked choice voting in 2024. Following the an investigation into Kendall's allegations that H, uh, uh, the AHE, the Alaskans for Honest Elections, ran afoul of election rules, APOC staffers suggested the APOC commission issue fines of roughly $50,000 for the individuals in the major groups associated with AHE. Now, Kendall and his allies face similar accusations. The APOC letter, specifically addressed to Kendall, stated that Abe is accused of violating campaign disclosure laws. <laughs> Following an investigation, Abe could face civil penalties if the evidence supports the violation, the letters explains. Philip Izon, who serves as the director for Alaskans for Honest Elections, submitted the complaints against Abe to APOC, stating that the ranked choice voting advocates have broken many of the same rules that they accused the repeal side of violating. Whoa, turnabouts. That's a two-edged side. Here, hold this knife for me, will you? Eisen states, while leveling complaints with APOC against the people in the groups who are pursuing the initiative to repeal the flawed ranked choice voting and open primary election system, respondents have violated many of the same Alaska campaign state finance laws that they tout in their own complaints. Eisen alleges that Abe and its affiliated groups have been funneling money from unidentified donors to Abe, while they cavalierly flout the very campaign finance laws that they have wielded as swords against those supporting efforts to repeal ranked choice voting. In particular, Izon alleges that Abe failed to register as a political opposition group to the effort to repeal ranked choice voting, and that Abe's affiliate groups, Alaska's for Better Elections, Inc., and Alaskans for Better Elections Foundation, failed to register with APOC as either groups or entities 
but they were both formed as nonprofit organizations and granted tax-free status by the IRS. Izon's complaint accuses Abe and associated groups of issuing press releases, releasing television ads, accepting millions of dollars in tax-exempt donations to fight the repeal effort, all while failing to file reports as ballot opposition groups. <laughs> the complaint also accuses the Alaskans for Better Election Foundation of the giving in the name of another prohibition by receiving funds donated by others and then repurposing those funds in a donation to ABE in the name of ABEF, thus giving its donors funds to Abe in the name of another, namely its own. This is just so juicy. So juicy. This is the, you know, <clears throat> if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. This is just an astonishing thing to see, and I love it. I, you know, because I, I can't, I can't, I guess despise is too strong a word. I dislike the actions that Scooter Kendall has been taking over the last five, six years in this state. I just really dislike the manipulation of the voting public, the manipulation of selling people one thing when it was totally something else. I mean, and I'm talking specifically about, um, uh, I'm talking specifically about the the ballot measure number two voting thing, where they basically ran ninety percent of their commercials were all about dark money, and how it was going to remove dark money from politics, and of course it didn't. And in fact, many of those same dark money things are the same things right now that Scott Kendall and ABE are being accused of. Especially this whole giving in the name of another where they basically bundle all these funds from outside groups and outside special interests into the foundation. And then the foundation makes a donation to the main Alaskans for Better Elections organizations in the foundation's own name, bundling. And basically, it's like laundering money, essentially. That's essentially what they're doing here at this point. And I just I just find it di just so dislikable, so despicable. Um, I don't despise Kendall as a human being, I guess. I do dislike his actions. I've never met the man, but, you know, you could judge someone basically on their actions. And at this point, I just I think I dislike him a lot. But this is just so the, the 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 turnabout on this is just so sweet because again, hitting him with exactly the same types of uh, accusations that he's lobbing over against uh, Phil Izon and and uh, Art Mathias and those people over there at Alaskans for Honest Elections, I think is just it's it's poetic. At this point, now let me let me break it down into the second half of what I'm a little agitated about. I had to find this story on the Alaska Watchman. Now let me, let me just say this: Alaska Watchman's a great publication. Don't get me wrong, but I guarantee you, it is not the go-to publication for many Alaskans, right? For very conservative, you know, Christian conservatives in the state, probably many of them read the watchman every day and do everything else like that 
But, you know, the, to the mainstream masses, many of them have probably never heard of the Alaskan Watchmen. Yet when, when uh, Alaskans for Better Elections filed their complaint against the Alaskans for Honest Elections, I know this is getting so confusing. Who's covering this? Oh, my God. Everybody's covering it. The Alaska Beacon's covering it. The Juno Empire's covering it. The Kodiak Mirrors, the Daily News Miner, the ADN. I mean, everybody's covering it, getting quotes from Scott Kendall about how, oh, we've just got to be fair. We've got to do all those other things. And it just shows you how in the bag for these more progressive liberal causes, every one of our major newspapers in this state is. Every single one. It's it's just, it's just, you know, not that I guess it should be that much of a surprise, but I mean, and by the way, Scott Kendall, this story is three days old. I didn't catch it till this morning. I, I, I don't check the Watchmen every day. And so this story is already three days old, not a peep out of any of the other papers. It's been three days. When the last time when 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 uh, when Scooter filed APOC complaints against uh, the Eisen and Company, it was front it was front page news the next day. It's the forces that are working against us. It, it just freaking astonishing. So on the one hand, I'm just tickled pink that this is going on. Um, I mean, I don't know if he's guilty or not. They may or may not be guilty. I mean, you would think that they would have cleaned their own house uh, before they started accusing people, (laughs) you know. Um, But anyway, it's just it's frustrating. All right. um, So that's uh, that's the first story that I wanted to talk about today. Oof, man, just a, a, a breath of a breath of turnabout. Turnabout's fair play in that one. Uh, let's go over to the phones. I see we got one line on hold. Let's uh, let's get something going on over here. See what you have to say. Good morning, caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, good morning, Alaska. This is Willie out in Quinnahawk. Hello, Willie. What's on your mind, my friend? <laughs> I got to agree with you. I, I follow the Alaska Watchman daily, and, and I love I love reading it. At least you get real news there, and I can't stand the Binkley crowd from Fairbanks. You know, S- Senator John was our senator out here, and he was he was the state's first true rhino. He never was a re- Republican. He was put in office by Senator Lyman Hoffman, that at the time was the city manager out here in Bethel and Binkley come out because it was the one place he could get elected and he needed no one. He was going back to Fairbanks. He needed to be a Republican to fit in with the crowd up there. So he ran as a Republican, even though he was hardcore damn Democrat out here. So good riddance Binkley when he went and I still do not uh, contribute a nickel to the Anchorage daily news, but that's not why I'm calling. Okay. Um, What's got me wound up right now is the AFN. 
and the stances they're taking right now. I filed paperwork with uh, Senator Sullivan's office to open an investigation okay. the other day. Wait a second, Willie. Wait a second. Wait I'm, a second. I'm, Wait a second. So people, just so people know what we're talking about, AFN, the Alaska Federation of Natives, you're talking about the conference or the organization itself? What are you speaking of specifically here? Well, both. Because the reason I the reason I'm filing with uh, with the with Senator Sullivan's office is I'd like to see I'd like to see the Department of Law get, get into it. It started out years ago. We all used to enjoy going into AFN, and then along came Bill Walker. And away went the PFDs, and nobody could afford to even buy fuel after that. So normal people, normal villagers, normal, just normal people never have the money to take off and go to AFN. So what do you have now? The people that, the vast majority of people that don't live close or can't drive to it are the people that get tax-paid airline tickets from the villages just like right here We're, for me to go to anchorage and back from quinnahawk by the time you throw in a hotel room you're you're looking at a thousand dollar bill round trip for one night in anchorage yet our council down here the tribal council with all their free money is the vast majority of them right now are in anchorage doing day after day after day 200 bucks a night for a hotel room you know plus the it's about 800 bucks in round trip airfares then they get their per diems for food and whatever they want to spend their per diem monies on and i'm going wait a minute afn used to be something that everybody could go to and and natives trying to figure out a better way to make it all work for them now what it's become is afn has turned into a political activist group and i think that they need to be forced into filing filling out paper with apoc the minute they went from taking care of natives rights and went to environmental issues like oh yeah we want to turn all anwar now they're all full-blown biden down there right now on their leadership board down there full-blown biden we're going to shut down drilling save the earth da 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 um now you you've moved past a native a native self-help group and become a political activist and that's what they are and and effectively they've they've knocked out all the native regional groups like right here chalista is no longer a member um up north doyon um arctic slope regional all those native groups up on the north end plus you have one great big one down there in the southeast i forget which one that is and i'm not so sure but i'm thinking ought and adjoin too have all quit they're no longer donating a penny to afn and the reason is is because afn is stepped clear over to the radical side of life and one of the issues they have right now that they're talking about is well they want they want uh subsistence to be strictly a hundred percent native 
Right. Um, okay, going, hold on, hold what? on, hold on, I'm Willie. About, Willie. Yeah, I've been in the bush Willie. 40 friggin' years. Willie. You're telling me you don't want me to be able to shoot a moose on, during subsistence season? Yeah, Willie, hold on a second here. I, 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 I want to discuss this further with you. I want to talk about this. Uh, but I am up against the break. I have some questions for you from a different point of view, um, and I want to uh, I want to talk to you about it. So hold the line. We're going to be back to you here in just a moment, and we will continue with this uh, in just a moment. Uh, we got Willie, who's calling in from Quinnahawk out near Bethel. He's going to be uh, continuing with us on the other side. Phone lines are open, by the way, 433-3150. It's anything goes on this Thursday edition of the Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. What is that? Common Sense. Regularly heard on American radio. Okay, I was I was trying to head Willie off there. He's getting a full head of steam before he started uh, going even further. We were coming up on the break, so Willie, I'm going to be back to you here in just a second. Just hang out for a second. Just just take a deep breath, relax. We're going to talk about that. Let me go back over to the. Uh, um, uh, let me let me go back over here to the uh, comments section to see anything else that's going uh, going on. Um, <clears throat> Bill's Bill's like I'll cover this chat room in snow. He's like doing the. He's like just good morning. Uh, Greg said good luck with that. I think to my comment about moving further south, even Homer gets snow. Yeah, but baby, it's nothing like what you get up north, and it's lesser than what I get right here. I mean, moving south was one of the best things I ever did for my mental health kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> you know. In Fairbanks, it wasn't even the snow so much as it was the 45, 50, 60 below every, I mean, just, just. and I know the, the ironic thing is ever since I left Fairbanks, they haven't had really hard winters. They, I mean, the, the, the year before the year I left the year that that winter before I left, it was like 57 below or colder into the six, into the minus sixties for like three weeks solid at my house. It was just freaking brutal man it was just bone chilling painful worrying and now ever since then it hasn't hardly gotten 30 below there you know one time because <laughs> i mean or whatever it's but the uh the thing is down here <clears throat> i think the coldest i've ever seen it down here is like 18 below and that was a cold 18 20 below that was a cold cold now it's a little different because it's wetter down here there's more moisture so you could feel a little but generally speaking, you know, it's zero to 20 degrees here in the Anchorage area, in the Matsu, where I live. I live out over on a bluff overlooking the arm. So that kind of heat sinks everything. I don't get I don't get some of the cold that they get up in the fish hook or down in Palmer. But, you know, zero, 20 degrees, maybe five below if it's hovering around there. But overall, not a big deal. Not a big deal. Um Brian says, if you live long enough, Michael, this place will be tropical. That is true. That, that is true. Not that I want it to be tropical. I enjoy I enjoy it for the most part just the way it is. Uh, Donna says she's sending us uh, some sun from down uh, in the States. Thanks, Donna. I appreciate that. Um, uh, so... Um, 
Are we back to the CD hotel again? Brian agreed that it's money laundering. Um, <clears throat> Cyrus says, as is normal, this debacle will drag on forever and nothing will come of it besides a few snippets on page three of the local news rag. This fact is tied to our feckless politicians who all actually perpetuate this type of condition. Until the voting public demands and then installs accountability on such matters, we will continue to have a violation of election law that are just astounding in magnitude and impact our ability to have free and honest elections. <clears throat> well said, Cyrus. Well said. Absolutely. Um, Terry says uh, the Watchman and Must Read are the go-to for her. And I, I do. I, I look at Must Read every day. I look at the Watchman every two or three days because they he doesn't usually they're not as prolific in writing so they don't always have new stories, but um, yeah I mean you got to read it from all and I read the ADN and I try and read the well I can't read the Fairbanks Daily News Miner because I just I don't give I I refuse to give them money, and they don't let you read a single article without being a subscriber, so what are you gonna do, what are you gonna do? Um, <clears throat> well, one thing's for sure, says Bill. Willie isn't drinking Folgers this morning. He's wound up. Um, Rob says, so you're saying it's your fault, the all the cold weather. Because when I left, the cold weather left there. Maybe, Rob. I don't know. I just know that ever since I left, you guys haven't had any severely cold weather. That's just, <clears throat> I guess it was good for you and good for me at the same time. You should, in fact, it's not my fault. I'm your savior. I'm your snow savior. I'm your cold weather savior. Oh, uh, Brian said back when I was a kid, it was minus 30 for weeks on end here in the hook. He said back when he was a kid. Well, good. I'm glad global warming has kicked in. That's all I can say. Uh, Jeannie says back to Scott Kendall for a second. More bar complaints need to be filed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave is watching on YouTube from Northeast Iowa. He says, going out to mow my lawn today. I should probably mow my lawn one last time. I mean, it's not really growing, but, you know, maybe. Okay. Um, we're coming up to it. Willie is in the wings. I'm going to ask him some questions and then let him go again because he's wound up this morning. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so we'll get some information from him and, uh, I'm going to throw something out there and just see what he has to say about it. And then we'll let him have his say. Uh, and, uh, but the phone lines are also open 907-433-3150. If you want to call in, we could do that as well. All right, here we go. Common sense, Liberty based free, thick and radio like share, follow, do all the stuff. Let's do it. Okay, we're back. Uh, we're continuing now. Willie uh, Keppel from Quinnahawk, which is out towards Bethel, is on the line. And before we went to break, <clears throat> he was calling up talking about AFN and how um, there needs to be some penalties for them because they have become more of a political organization. He, he chronicled how many of the different native corporations have pulled out of AFN 
because of some of their stances and everything like that. Now, while I agree with his analysis of kind of what's going on, that it has become more of a politicized, more of a progressive move, you know, more dealing more with environmentalism or anything else. I'm not a fan of telling people who they can or cannot congregate with. I'm not a fan of telling people that they can't organize and try to affect things politically. I mean, AFN has really technically always been a political organization because they've all, they've tried to make things better, you know, historically in the past for the native lives and for what they were, you know, what their deal was here in the state of Alaska and how to deal with everything. But that really, they've always technically been a political organization in that case. It was a group of people that tried to come together to influence laws and do things to make their lives better. I'm not necessarily opposed to that. Uh, I may not agree with them, but I believe it is their right to do so. Um, but it is, in my opinion, correct to point out the fact that they have started to run further afield than what their original charter is. I just don't see, I don't see it to be a good thing to try and um, disband or penalize them or sanction them or whatever for being a political organization. All right, Willie, I'll let you respond to my comments there, and, and you can tell me what you're thinking. Well, what I'm thinking on that is, is they're picking, they're picking their own candidates. I mean, they're throwing their support behind candidates. And that's a political deal that when you get into APOC, trust me, I've been around and around with APOC when I run for office out here. A lot of times I won't file file on time just because I don't like them and I'll just let them go ahead and send me letters because I know they're going to throw all the all the fines out they throw $20,000 fines at you and you end up settling it for a hundred bucks but you might as well drive them crazy because they're a they're a I don't I don't like APOC let me put it that way but here's where here's my here's my beef on on AFN they've turned this place they've turned themselves into a radical political operation and under APOC laws if you're going out and you are spending money literally spending money and advertising which they do we have you see advertisements out here all the time we're doing this this is our agenda this is who we're backing for political office you need to be filed as a political agent with the APOC and you need to be under supervision where's your money coming from I want to see it you know um, that that's my beef there but my real beef is is I'm sitting here taking a good look right now, and out here we have what's called um, Association of Village Council Presidents, ABCP. And it's a big regional deal, and you have to understand how it was set up. It was Senator Ted Stevens and uh, Senator Murkowski years and years ago, right after, right after we did ANOCA, they got this set up because all this money was coming into the end of these regional native corporations. There was grant monies for the villages through BIA and Senator Stevens and, and Senator Murkowski you were right. If you're going to have a grant, you need to have more like a centralized thing because they may throw one great big grant out here that like HUD housing, which is still a very prominent deal out here lots of villages get HUD houses they compete hard for the money and instead of having someone someone in each village getting paid to administer a grant this is what ABCP was set up to do was set up to be the administrator for all of these grants one in other words one person and 
in Bethel would oversee all these HUD, all these HUDs um, for housings through all these different villages and keep it refined to less less duplication of of the same job so that the money appropriated to go into building houses and buying right. materials instead of just people pushing paper in in villages and this is what they were they're they're a grant administrating bunch that's strictly what they're writ up that's their charter at ABCP right. these people are getting paid now Huge bucks. I think there's two hundred and thirty thousand bucks now to be the be the CEO of ABCP. They're starting jobs for all these different things. If you're managing the HUDs, like I heard the other day, one hundred and sixty thousand for someone they hired over there, brand new. Yeah, uh, this is federal tax dollars, and I'm going. Uh, hey, wait a minute. You know, it's like twenty six thousand is the average household income out here. And you're you're supposedly working for the people. You want to cut back on wasted money and get something done. Why are the wages that high? Right. But now what they've come up with in their through their annual convention, which by the way has no, they don't elect delegates from each of these fifty-seven villages. Nope. The tribal council, seven people, pick who they're going to have. Re- be their their voter for them every village gets one vote right at these conventions so the tribal council is actually who picks it and if you understand politics in the village you understand that um, whatever family's in control at the time that's who's on the council that's what runs everything so you really don't have a balance of anything going as your representative the people right. never have right. a say you well, don't know what they're putting up and one of the things they come up with that AVCP and AFN right now are pushing is they want all federal lands, all subsistence in rural areas to be strictly native only. Yeah. No, no people, no white guys, no black guys, no other color variation of brown guys, only native, you know? And I'm sitting here going, hey, wait a minute. How is this even working? ABCP lives in Bethel, which is about 6,500 people approximately. I don't know if anybody really knows, but it's a pretty healthy-sized community. And what people don't realize is Bethel is by far a minority of natives living in Bethel even. And so what they're trying to say is if you live in Bethel, you're not brown. You're not hunting. You live in a village like Quinnahawk, and your kids are half-native like mine and belong to the corporation, yet my son can go hunt, but I can't go hunt with them. I can't go fill my freezer. Right. And this is this is a dividing. Yeah. No. I mean, it's the most yeah. completely backwards thing well, I can possibly think of. Let me, let me say, Willie, I agree with that. I think that, you know, especially, you know, it shouldn't matter the color of your skin. It shouldn't matter your racial makeup. If you are out there, you're living the lifestyle. If you're living in the bush, and especially if you've got, uh, you know, thirty or forty years out there like you do, where you've done, that that should be again that that's discriminatory, and I don't I don't believe in that. Let me roll back for just a second here uh, before you got all started. I will agree with you 
that if the AFN is going to endorse candidates, if they're going to put out advertising that says, here's our agenda and here are the politicians that we support in that case, yes, they should file with APOC. Uh, just like anybody else or any other group or any other independent expenditure has to in support of candidates, they should have to do that as well. And you can file an APOC complaint. You know, if you see advertising like that and you can snapshot it or screenshot it or record it and pass it over to APOC and say they're endorsing candidates with and, and you know, basically making these independent expenditures without filing you know, file a complaint, see what happens. I would agree with that. I would agree that they should play by the same rules as everybody else. I just don't see it should be, uh, you know, penalizing them or trying to break them up because they're doing, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, political things, which really technically is what AFN's been doing for years. Uh, Willie, I'm going to give you final thoughts here. Uh, I got 30 seconds, my friend. Go. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not trying to break them up. I'm just trying to make them play by the same rules as everybody else. And good morning, Alaska. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. All right, Willie, thank you so much for calling in and joining us. I appreciate it. That, my friends, is hour one in the can. I've still got a whole bunch of stories. And, of course, we got the phone lines open, ready for any of you. If you guys like to sound off, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, feel free to give us a call, 907-433-3150, The Michael Duke Show. Hour two is dead ahead. Back with more after this. Oof, talking to Willie. Man, it's like trying to take a sip from a fire hose. You blow your lips right off. Man, lots of good information there. Lots of good stuff. Um, mm, great stuff. All right. Um, yeah, you guys got real quiet there. All of a sudden, uh, Rick says, thanks, Willie. Good job. So thanks, Willie. Good job. What else you guys want to talk about this morning? Uh, here's the stories that I got left. Uh, so we did the APOC one. That one's, that one's all done. Uh, political influence. We could talk about the Matsu school board and borough elections and the interference that's about to drop from the Matsu uh, Matsu Education Association. See, we could talk about the property rights uh, dispute in Talkeetna and why I think this is, again, this is going to be one of my hot takes. It's probably going to be unpopular with some people. The snow plowing dispute in the Matsu. Talk about that. Unintended consequences, bad laws. Uh, how can it can have... Uh, Unintended consequences that they never intended, in some cases in good ways, in some cases in bad ways. This is a story. This is going to be like a story time thing. Uh, this is a great article from Peter Sutterman over at uh, Reason Magazine. And then I've got this, um, I've got this uh, new poll out from the University of Virginia Center for Politics. And I will just say it is... Um, it's it's kind of it's kind of uh, spooky. It's kind of spooky what is being discovered in some of these polls. How Americans? I mean, we've seen recently. We talked about the number of Americans uh, who are of the younger generation. I believe twenty to twenty six or something uh, years old who believe that it's okay. That like twenty something percent of them said they they would be okay with government putting cameras in everybody's houses. Uh, ostensibly to prevent violence in in the home, but they'd be okay with Big Brother watching your every move. If that doesn't just what? 
And then there was another new poll that said uh, um, uh, 31% of Trump supporters and 24% of Biden supporters say democracy, or the constitutional republic, I guess we live under now, is no longer viable and an alternative system should be tried. What? 31% of Trump supporters and 24% of Biden supporters. Democracy is no longer viable and an alternative system should be tried. So what should we talk about? What should we talk about? I, I think, you know, I want to know what's going on. I just want to know what's going on. Um, Anthony says, I'm still processing how we're worried about triggering moose with my white privilege. I mean, I don't want to offend the animal before I blow a hole through its vitals, right? Confused question mark. <laughs> oh, man. Terry wants to talk about the Matsu school board. Okay. I mean, you're the only one that sounded off, Terry. So since you, your voice reigns supreme of all the stories that I just threw out there, that's the one that you want to talk about? Okay. We'll talk about it. Because you spoke up. I reward, I reward that kind of behavior. If you're up in the Fairbanks area this weekend, come on out to the Go Winter Expo going on at the Carlson Center. Uh, you'll probably find me off into the side at the Pioneer Room where they have the big, uh, where they'll have the big uh, uh, interior gun show there um, during the Go Winter Expo. It's a good time to get out and uh, relieve uh, any kind of buildup. I mean, it's it's only been a it's only been a few weeks, but you always want to take the edge off that cabin fever, right? That's uh, where you want to do. Um, so come on out and see us. We'll be there. We'll be there Saturday and Sunday, ten to six on ten to six on Saturday and eleven to five on Sunday. There you go. Uh, Melissa says, "When am I coming? I'm coming in today." I'm going to be, I'm headed up here uh, later today. I'm going to be headed up there. Uh, if we enforce the laws that we have, says Wren, if we enforce the laws we have, the constitutional system will function like it's supposed to. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I think Wren has pretty much nailed it right there. I mean, that's a mic drop moment right there. It's like the free markets. If the free markets were truly free and lacked governmental intervention, we'd probably be a lot better off. But see, ever since 18-whatever-it-is when they started doing the things of the railroads and corporate cronyism came into play, John J. Hill and all that kind of stuff, that's when the free markets – that was really kind of the first real interventions in the free market, and it's just gotten worse ever since. Debbie says, are you bringing us coffee? I don't know. Are you bringing me money? I might bring you coffee if you bring. <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably bring some coffee up. I do have, I do have, I think about half a box worth left, but that stuff is getting hard to get. That's the worst part. Um, and uh, so, uh, let's see. Angie says this is the first time I've contributed to school board candidates. Very important election. Please go vote. Early voting starts in the Matsu. Uh, on the 23rd. So next week is the beginning of the uh, early voting for the Matsu. Thank you, Angie, for that. Um, 
And Debbie, I will try to bring some coffee up to remind myself here before I leave today. <clears throat> Debbie says she needs her coffee. Needs her coffee. All right. Well, we are, I guess we're up against it already. This, this is so fast, man. The last few days, the show has just been going by so, absolutely so fast. Here we go. Hour two. The Michael Luke Show. Common Sense Radio. Like, share, follow, do all that stuff and more. Here we go. Let's do it. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com, where you'll find the audio-only live stream, um, where you can just listen to the show on your computer. Uh, or, of course, you can also listen to it on your TuneIn radio app if you want to stream it there as well. I don't have my own streaming app. Uh, maybe one day. Maybe one day this won't be a low-budget radio program and we'll have our own streaming app and everything else. But right now you go to MichaelDukeShow.com. You can also pick up links to our social media uh, simulcast. We broadcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can follow the links there. You can get the podcast for later listening on uh, you know CastBox, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. That's my favorite, Spotify. I do all my podcasting through Spotify these days. And, uh, of course, broadcasting live across the rest of the state of Alaska on plain old regular terrestrial radio. My favorite. My favorite. Still free. Terrestrial radio, still free. Uh, so anyway, you can go check that out and uh, get it done. Hour two of the big show today. It is open line, open forum. Any topic is fair game. I've got the phone lines open right now at 907-433-3150. And I got some things to talk about. If you guys want to talk, I got some things to talk about here uh, that we could discuss. Um, <clears throat> and I am, um, I'm, uh, I took a little bit of a poll in the chat room. And it's funny. We got like 50, 60 people in the chat room. And I said, okay, what do you guys want to talk about? And I listed a whole thing. And then only one person responded. So I, I think they're there really more for themselves, you know. I, I think they I think they just want to, you know. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so what are we gonna talk about? Let me let me hit the first let me hit the first story uh for this hour. And again, feel free to call and interrupt and talk about other things if you'd like. I'd love to hear what you have to say. But here's the here's the uh, uh first story uh of this hour that I think is very important. Uh again, this one coming out of the Alaska Watchman. Um, and talking about the Matsu school, school Board elections. 
with just a few days before early voting begins, which it begins on the 23rd, which is Monday, um, the Matsu Education Association, which is the local chapter of the NEA here in the Matsu, is interjecting itself into the mix by urging union members to publicly chastise sitting school board members and Superintendent Randy Tranny with a vote of no confidence. There's a union ballot that has been circulating this week, and the ballot reads, We, the educators of the Matsu Borough, in order to promote the assured and continuing growth of a program for better education in the district, dedicate ourselves to... Work for the welfare of school children, the advancement of education, and the improvement of instructional opportunities for all. Then they go on to say, based on overwhelming feedback from members over the past few months, the MSEA Executive Board has authorized this vote of no confidence in the MSBSD School Board and Superintendent Randy Tranny. For limiting, from limiting the role of the student advisory board representative, changes to curricula, changes to the library policy, limiting the ability of school counselors to support students, lack of transparency, and many, many more examples, the school board and the superintendent have pursued an agenda that is antithetical to supporting students. These actions have left stakeholders feeling disrespected, demeaned, and distrustful. We ask you to consider these statements through the lens of what's best for students and cast your vote with that in mind. Okay. Then the question, then the two ballot questions. This is the loaded part. Uh, this is just great. Do you currently have confidence that the MSBSD school board's decisions and direction are driven by the best needs and interests of all students? Yes or no? Do you currently have confidence that Superintendent Randy Tranny's decisions and directions are driven by the needs and best interests of all, capital A-L-L, all students? So this is the ballot that they're sending out. They, I mean, they set them up, they knock them down. This is the, this is the whole thing. The timing of the no-confidence vote could sway how union members vote in two key school board contests where you've got less, uh, these uh, leftist union-favored candidates, Diane Scheib and Sidney Zoyus, uh, who are attempting to oust the two conservative incumbents, Ole Larson and Kathy McCollum. The, now, the Matsu is considered probably one of the most conservative school boards in the state right now, and they've drawn some serious fire from radical progressive teachers, librarians, activists, uh, all associated with places like the ACLU and Planned Parenthood. We saw what Planned Parenthood did up in Fairbanks during the recent school board election up there. They had, and I'd be interested to see what their, I should, I should go to APOC and see what their expenditure is. Because they went out and they, they, they put door hangers up across the borough advocating for a specific candidate in the school systems. Um, and they did that all on their own. It was an independent expenditure, but they spent, I'm sure, thousands of dollars doing stuff like that. Uh, these two groups, the ACLU and Planned Parenthood, oppose the board's work to strengthen parental rights and remove activist-driven content from local schools. According to the MSEA's confident, no-confidence ballot, the union heads are upset by the school board's recent action to remove sexualized books from schools and libraries, restrict the ability of school counselors to talk to kids about sexuality and identity without involving the parents. See, that's the key word here. Let me go back and read you what the ballot says. 
I'm going to go back and read what the ballot says and what it really, what they're really saying, what they're, you know, the code that they're using. Um, from limiting the role of the student advisory board representative on the school board, changes to curricula, changes to the library policy, and here we go, limiting the ability of school counselors to support students. That's what they're saying. Limiting the ability of school counselors to support students. What the limit uh, of that is, is that they cannot talk to their students about sexuality and identity without informing the parents, without involving them. So do you really want some stranger, whether they've got a PhD, MSD, BS, whatever up on their wall, do you really want a stranger talking to your children about their sexuality, their identity, and all these things without you being informed? That's what they're, that's what they're grasped about. That is what they are so upset about. How dare you tell us how to take care of your children? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, oh, baby. That's exactly what they're talking about. The, MS, the, uh, uh, the MSEA bosses are also displeased by the board's decision to limit the role of the board's student advisory representative and claims that the board has displayed a lack of transparency. The latest allegations happens to be the number one campaign talking points for both Shive and Zoyus, both of whom refuse to answer questions about where they stand on parental rights, sexualized library books, and transgender transgendered sport controversies. They won't say what they're going to, but they demand transparency from everyone else. Oh, by the way, Scheib has been going around telling people that she's a conservative, apparently, and her door knocking and going around the communities. This is a former president of the MSEA. This is a former president of the of the teachers union. With Margot Bellamy as a contributor and Pat Chesborough as her and Pat Chesborough as her uh, treasurer. She's a conservative. Don't worry. Trust me. I'm a conservative. That's what's going on. In authorizing the no-confidence vote, the executive board of the union asserts that the conservative school board and the superintendent have pursued an agenda that is an, an agenda that is antithetical to supporting students. I think they're responding to the public. I've seen some of these meetings. I've seen some of the recordings. I've seen some of the commentary. I've talked to people who have their kids in school here and they only they just want more local control of what's going on and and you know to 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 be honest with people i mean you've got teachers that are being forced through policies to lie to the parents about what's going on with their kids can't tell them about the sexuality or the identity thing you can't do this you can't do that and finally parents said whoa 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 this is my kid I'm the one responsible, both in the eyes of the law and hopefully in the eyes of God. I am the one that is responsible for this child. And now you're telling me you're going to talk to them about very, very sensitive subjects without acknowledging me, informing me, letting me know what's going on with my own child. Again, I, I hope I don't offend people out there who are listening because I know not everybody can homeschool. 
But my God, if you are not pulling your kids out of the school system so fast that it makes their head spin, I just don't understand. And to me, any sacrifice would be worth it to get my kids out of the middle of the battlefield of this culture war that's going on in the school system. I just cannot imagine some other person. I would be I would be dangerous. I, as a father, as a person, would be dangerous to anybody who decided that they knew better than me how to raise my children and that they would dare to talk to my kids about these kind of sensitive topics without informing me, asking my permission, and letting me know what's going on. They are actively concealing these kinds of conversations from parents. And if you are not pissed off about that, there is something wrong with you. You need a checkup from the neck up. That is your most your most precious charge on this earth as a parent, are those children. And the fact that somebody else feels like they know better than you, that they are going to undermine you as a parent, that they are going to have these conversations and try to sway them one way or the other or in their way of thought or undermine what you have been teaching your children. If that doesn't make you angry, if that doesn't scare you, There's something wrong. And the fact that you would continue to send your kids back to this day in and day out is frightening. Absolutely frightening. And there should, you know, and I'm asking, uh, look, I'm not blaming teachers per se, because I know there's a lot of policies and things like that that are going on there, but there's good teachers in there. There's good teachers in there who should believe in this kind of stuff, and they need to step up and fight back as well. Fight back. It's time teachers step up who disagree with these policies should step up and fight against these policies that force them to lie to parents. Now I know there's a whole thing about, oh, but the abused kids and things. Uh, okay, I understand. I understand what you're saying. But the vast majority of them, it has nothing to do with that. You don't throw out everybody because of the actions of a few. You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Again, if you're not upset about this, you might want to reconsider. All right. Well, I'm all wrapped up now with that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We've got some other stories. Well, I mean, what do you think? Am I wrong? Am I out of line here? Is my anger misplaced? 433-3150. 907-433-3150. The Michael Duke Show continues. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free thinking radio. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Mm. Okay, um, hi. 
Hi, how are you? Hi, hi, hi. Um, all right. Um, they hired a pro to write that screen, says Brian. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Um, no. Uh, Melody says, yes, this is Shibe. She said, spoke with her on the phone, and that is exactly what she told me, says Melody. I'm assuming saying Shibe was a conservative. I'm a conservative. What? I'm sorry. You keep using that word. It doesn't mean what I think you think it means. Uh, what are we going to do, says Cole? We have to work, and they know it. There's no time to get into these fights. Damn it. Homeschool your kids and shut them down. No more BS. Exactly. What are you going to do? We have to work. Yes, we have to work. But there are ways, my friend, if you care enough about it, there are ways to do it. Yes, even for single parents. It's been done. I've had these conversations with the contact teachers over at IDEA specifically. And it can be done. It can be done. Uh, it's just, you know, uh, Ren says, yeah, make a deal. If we pull our kids out of school, we receive our full PFD to help educate them. I mean, that would be great, Ren, but you don't even need that. You can participate in some of these homeschooling programs and they will pay for the lion's share of it with state money and your kids will get a better education and it will cost the state less money in the long run. Brian says, my kid. I will set the boundaries of what an adult can talk about with my child about. The teachers are employed by the citizens. They're working for us. Yeah. No. I mean, this is. And again, I know that there's some people out there who are just like, well, I just can't homeschool. I just, the situation. I understand what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I disagree with you. I disagree with you. Will it make it more difficult for you? Possibly. But aren't your kids worth it? <laughs> aren't, aren't your kids worth it? Aren't your kids worth the struggle? Maybe you have to take a pay cut. Maybe one of you has to stay home more, can only work part-time. Maybe you it's going to cost you some extra because your kids have got special needs or things like that. Yes, I understand that. But in the end, is it worth it? They're your children. To me, that's everything. Everything. John says, new Dukes, new Dukes t-shirt. You need a checkup from the neck up. With a side of cast iron bacon. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if you keep sending your kids into the... I mean, this is a war for the hearts and minds of children, folks. This is a culture war. This is a war for the hearts and minds of children. And you may want to fight that battle, but you don't want to fight that battle with your kids standing out in the middle of the battlefield. You want them on the sidelines. You want them behind you. Don't fight this battle while your kids are right out there in the middle of the battlefield. We pulled my kids out of Matsu school, says LD, and homeschooled for a reason. Best thing we ever did. My, my daughter took constitutional law classes her senior year. It was great, uh, the options we had compared to public schools. Now works in the medical field. My son graduated a year earlier and is now working as a welder. Congratulations, my friend. That's, that's what I'm talking about. 
There's so many benefits, not just the control of what your kids are learning and what's going on, but so many benefits, including not having to work at the speed of the slowest student, giving your kids extra special help if they need it, if they are the slower student, but giving them the ability to work at their pace and get done whenever they want. It's just, it's just amazing. All right. Oof, man. I, it, I Sometimes I avoid talking about this subject because I get so agitated and so passionate about it. And I don't necessarily want to turn people off. But, I mean, Jesus, people, wake up. These are your children. You get one shot at this. Don't F it up. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I should probably apologize for my previous rant, but I don't really feel like it. I feel like it's still the truth. I was just telling people in the chat room, you get one shot at this, folks. Raising those kids. You get one shot. I mean, one for each kid, obviously, but you get one shot at this. I am not going to let somebody else come in and try and scramble the minds. The young, what did Rush Limbaugh used to say? The young minds full of mush. I'm not going to let some other adult come in there and try and imprint on them with their ideals and with their thoughts and then not inform me, in fact, lie to me about what's going on. If, 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 if you're not... <laughs> I guess, you know, just admit to yourself, if you're not going to do that, your kids just aren't important that that important to you. I mean, they're important, but just not that important. If getting that extra four-wheeler or paying off that extra extension to the house or whatever is more important to uh, than bringing those kids home and spending a couple hours, that's all it is, is a couple hours a day. A couple hours a day you could homeschool your kid. It's not a full seven-hour school day, six-hour, eight-hour school day. It's a couple hours a day. But just admit to yourself, if you're not willing to even consider it, then I guess your kids just aren't that important. I mean, you know. How about them cubs? Hmm? All right. Um, I, I tend to... Try and space out my conversations about schooling and kids because this is how I get. I'm so passionate about this. I I get a little I get a little wound up in case you hadn't noticed. So, all right, what other stories have we got going on here? And by the way, the phone lines are open. If you want to call me and um, you want to call me and tell me how wrong I am, bring it on. You want to tell me how right I am? Bring it on. Whatever. 907-433-3150. I mean, how important do you think that these school board races are right now in the state? I mean, we saw what we just saw what happened in Fairbanks. Little old Fairbanks, the largest, the largest small city, the furthest most north large small city in the in the country. 
we saw how much money got poured in to that race. And now, of course, we're facing the, the, the same kind of stuff in the Matsu. How important do you think those races are? They obviously think they're pretty important. They being the people on the more woke, progressive, agenda-driven, uh, you know, DSI, a CTR or CRT. I mean, all those, they obviously think it's very important. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I got this unintended consequences story, which uh, I may or may not get to because it's going to take a full segment to do. Um, I also wanted to talk about this new, this new study um, that has come out and uh, has got some very eye opening, eye opening things uh, that people are finding. So we're going to talk about that as well. But first, let's go over to the telephones and see what you have to say at 433-3150. Over here we go. Good morning. Uh, who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. <clears throat> this is Mike in Fairbanks. Hello, and Mike. You are the school board is supposed to represent parents and the taxpayers. That's their boss. But they've changed it around to saying they represent the students, and therefore the students. And that's that's not legal, and it's not the right way. And and it's just amazing how these union teacher unions have totally turned against parents. These teacher unions have become one of the most evil things in this country, unfortunately. And and it, now it's just fight, fight, fight for to be able to care for your child at the school and dictate how things go. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, look, I agree with you, Mike. I mean, I think that's the thing. There's been a change in mission. I mean, the school board used to be made up of, of individual citizens who are trying to direct what's going on. And instead, it's become a professional board of people who have a vested interest in the system itself and who are now you know, casting themselves as the bona fide experts in the situation and, again, patting themselves on the back about how they know better than you how to raise your children. That's what it's become. It's no longer mom yeah. and pops participating in it. It's people who are invested in the system of education and who are then pushing and, and proselytizing those ideas to the rest of the deal. I mean, it, it, it is it's it has changed. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's just horrible. OK, thanks, Mike. I'll hang up. All right. Thanks, Mike, for calling in. I appreciate it. Appreciate you being part of it today. All right. Um how much time I got here? Let me see. I just got a text from somebody that was uh, saying, um, this is the, this is what the progressives are talking about us. This is how the, they're taunting us, talking about uh, these folks control the speaker's chair in the Alaska governor's office. They elected David Eastman and sleepy Mike Shower and want the Capitol and ledge moved so they can participate in person. Get the heck out of here with your single digit turnout. And they're posting uh, the city of Palmer, October 3rd election, and they're showing a low voter turnout in those uh, in those uh, in those areas. Six six point four nine percent turnout in the city of Palmer. This is yeah, they're 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 taunting you because you're not getting out. You're not doing it. They're controlling the agenda. This is it. it and you know what? You, you know what? This is they're right. This is the point. This is what we were talking about with Mike Shower the other day. 
They're saying, get the heck out of here with your single-digit turnout, 6% voter turnout. You're, you're, what she's basically saying, this gal on this Facebook post, is you're not participating. That's how they're winning. That's how they're that's how they're winning these situations with 6.49% of the vote because the special interest turns out and you don't get up off your rusty dusties to go out there and bother to do it. Now, you as in listeners are probably you probably did. But what I'm talking about is the unwashed uh, silent majority that's out there doing nothing. I'm frustrated, man. It just pisses me off so I just stop doing it. Well, good for you, Jack. Remember, government's what happens to you when you're not paying attention. And you don't have any room to bitch if you are the one that didn't go out and vote. Shut your pie hole. You're the problem. Six and a half percent voter turnout. You are the problem. Things are changing uh, across the country. And, and, and you know, we, that's just an example here where we got people basically throwing their hands up in the air and, you know, woe unto them. They roll over wet on themselves and say, I'm just too mad to vote because I just don't want it to. I'm so frustrated. We're all frustrated. Welcome to it. It's called life. But then there's some other beliefs that are starting to come to the forefront that are really troubling to me. The, I mean, I, we talked about it the other day, the young Americans in their 20s where they did the polling and they found out that something like 20-something percent of them would be okay with Uncle Sam, Big Brother, the government, putting cameras in your house to watch you just to prevent those instances of domestic violence. I mean, that the fact that they're okay with that, it just absolutely blows my mind, man, and terrifies me. Well, there's a brand new poll out, this one from the University of Virginia Center for Politics, and it has some, (laughs) buckle up, buttercup, it has some seriously messed up beliefs. This is a a poll of uh, over 2,000 people uh, from uh, August 25th to September 11th, and they had some key findings in this report, and it is terrifying to me. So one of the headlines out of this report is 31% of of Donald Trump supporters and 24% of Joe Biden supporters. So, you know, big chunks of both of these support groups, both said that democracy, our constitutional republic for, I mean, it's the constitutional, they're referring to it as democracy. I'm trying to not dumb this down here, said democracy is, quote, no longer viable and an alternative system should be tried. The greatest nation on the face of the earth, quite honestly, one of the greatest nations in the history of the planet. Definitely vying for, you know, top two. Not, no longer viable. No, just think, let that sink in for a minute. And these are your neighbors. These are your friends. These are people you know. 31% of Donald Trump supporters say it's no longer viable. What do you suggest? Should we elect Donald Trump king? Would that be better? Get out of here with that. 24% of Joe Biden supporters said the same thing. Uh, 30% of Trump supporters uh, and 25% of Biden supporters said elections should be suspended in times of crisis. 
can you feel can you feel the pucker? Can you feel it puckering up? Forty one percent and of Trump supporters and 30 percent of Biden supporters said they favor either conservative or liberal states seeding from the union. I think that might be an inevitability eventually. If we continue to tear at each other and we continue to be this divided, I that might be an eventuality. I mean, I just might it just might happen, you know, organically. I just I don't know. Nearly half of Biden supporters, 47 percent, and 35 percent of Trump supporters said the government should restrict the expressions of views, quote, considered discriminatory or offensive. 47 percent and 35 percent Biden Trump. They should restrict free speech that they considered discriminatory or and the thing is, is who is the they? Who's the they? Is it you, the individual? Is it the government? Who's deciding what's discriminatory or offensive? Nearly half of Joe Biden's supporters think that anything that's considered offensive should be restricted by the government. And how are they going to do that? With guns. They will show up at your house and arrest you for speech that is offensive. 35% of Trump voters said the same thing. Well, wouldn't they just arrest Trump at that point? He says stuff that's just that's offensive all the time. But here is the most disturbing find in this whole thing. When asked whether it is acceptable to employ violence to stop political opponents from attaining their goals, 41% of Biden supporters and 38% of Trump supporters said yes. When asked whether it is acceptable to employ violence to stop political opponents from attaining their goals, 41% Biden, 38% Trump supporters said yes. Thank God tomorrow's Firearms Friday. Now you understand why people should probably be going forth armed. Because when you've got almost half, over a third and almost half of supporters of both presidential candidates saying that violence is acceptable. Not in defense. Not in retaliation. Not in anything else. Just to stop political opponents from attaining their goal. There's a there's a there's a little bit of there's a little bit of doom in there. Just a little bit of doom. All right, we got more coming up. I got one phone call on hold. We're gonna take their call when we get back, but we're up against the break. Caller, hold the line. We'll return the Michael Duke show, common sense, liberty-based, free thinking radio. Back with more after this. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show.
Okay, let's get the caller's name, uh, where they're calling from, and we'll start from there. Good morning, caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Charles in Fairbanks, the election shouldn't be certified without a majority turnout. Okay. Uh, was that the only thing you had to say, Charles? I got a bunch more, but I just okay. want to spend one minute. Okay. Well, a- well, you hold the line then. Hold the line. We're, we're in the break. So when you come back, you can have your say. Um, let me go, let me go, let me go back up here to see what you guys are saying. LD said he did it in three hours a day with his son. His son graduated early. He did it in three hours a day. Do the unintended, Brian wants me to do that. I don't, I'm not sure I'll have enough time. Uh, I will post the story. Let me just post this story. (laughs) Excuse me while I post this story. Uh, I'll post the story here. This is from Peter Sutterman, the recent, most recent edition of Reason Magazine. Um, this is the unintended consequences story, Brian. I, if I get enough time, I'll do it, but uh, I'm not sure that they, I'm not sure that it's there. Anyway, I'm posting it up in the chat room right now. The school district administration and the Matsu are just as much to blame. Pit vipers, pit, pit, pit of vipers. School districts need to be cleaned out from top down, says Terry. Um, that conversely, that 6% says loud and clear, we don't care. Uh, what other conclusions could they draw? Uh, justice is Michael, you're right. It starts at home. The parents need to take the right to being a parent and the homeschooling is the best way. I agree. Uh, Jill says it's true Dukes. It's, uh, it is disheartening when I go to sign my name at the polling place and name after name is blank on pages without signatures. Yet they are the quick that yet they are the quickest to complain about the outcomes. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, Polls are not a true barometer. Poll takers are all faking it. It's flat BS. I never, I don't think it's scientific in many ways, Jeannie, but I think it is a barometer of kind of what's going on. Right? I mean, I don't always, I mean, because you've seen exit polling be completely wrong. People lie to pollsters. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on. But there, it, it's, it's, it is a barometer kind of of what's happening out there. And that is, that is tough. Um, <laughs> Greg says, I guess I'm going to jail. Um, I'm uh, going through here. Mm, I honestly don't believe that poll says Bill. Bill says he honestly don't believe that doesn't believe that poll. Uh, Donna says I could see the Trump supporters saying they will resort to violence if the political goals of the other side are to eliminate our God given constitutional rights, because that is their goal. I I guess you could argue that. Yeah, I guess you could argue that as well. Um, uh, Kathy McCollum is there. Kathy, we just finished talking about that whole story about the no no confidence vote. Um, Go back and listen on the podcast or maybe even I don't know. I don't know if you can back up the live feed and rewind, but we just spent the last 30 minutes going over that here. Kathy McCollum in the chat room here uh, talking about it. 
LD says, real pain will be the only motivator for change. Everyone is still too comfortable. They have their Netflix, their McDonald's, their Bud Light. If it doesn't affect their comfort levels personally, they don't give a damn. Those who know me know how vocal and active I've been for fighting for freedom. But sadly, it's the same few people who will actually show up and contribute and keep up the good fight. To echo Michael, we get the government that we deserve. I mean, that again, government is what happens to you when you're not paying attention. That, that, that is the problem. Government is what happens to you when you are not paying attention. Did that story post to Facebook? Because it's telling me that it didn't, it's telling me that it, it didn't post, Brian. Um, I'll try it again. Let's see. Uh, okay. It posted that time. Okay. There you go. The poll is poor because the question is open and people have to read into the question. I'm again, I'm not saying the polls are, again, they're just kind of a snapshot. Right. I don't think that they're they're obviously not binding. They're not always accurate. But the more that they trend a certain way, or first of all, you have to know what the questions are. I don't know what the questions were. They didn't show me the exact questions. But again, are you not troubled by it? I mean, like it, love it, think polls are crap or not. I mean, are you not like, hmm, if they all are tending to trend in one direction, shouldn't that concern you a little bit? I mean. Is it just me or? Okay, 30 seconds out. Charles is on the line. Um, I just reposted that link again, uh, Brian, uh, above you. It should be just above you. I posted it a second time. It's on Reason. It's by Peter Sutterman. The Bad Law That Makes the, the Bad Law That Made Good Bars is the title of the story by Peter Sutterman on Reason. You can go find it there right now. All right. Uh, we got to go. Uh, jumping back into it. Charles is on hold. We're going to talk to him in a second. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. Here we go. Okay. Well, that was the fastest two hours in radio, wasn't it? Down to one final segment for today. And I got one line on hold. Charles is up in Fairbanks. And his comment includes the fact that we shouldn't be certifying elections without a majority of people voting. Interesting thought. Charles, give us uh, give us your full take on what's what you're thinking here. What do you what do you mean? Well, some candidates are required to have 50% of the vote uh, to get elected, or they have to redo the election or whatever. Uh, why can't we apply that principle to a turnout and uh, simply saying if there's not 50% or more, democracy is supposed to be majority rule. If the majority don't turn out to vote, the election should not be certified. And you should have the election again and again and again until you get a majority turnout in order to certify it correctly. That's a peaceful comment that I have. It's an interesting thought. I mean, I, you know. What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I'm just thinking that, you know, more people, I think what it shows is when the things are so, either people are apathetic, they don't care, they're frustrated. They don't want anything to do with it because of the divisiveness of politics or whatever. I don't know if having election after election after election would force anybody to do anything. I, I don't know as that would cause people to jump out it there. sure get and people get, mad about it. 
Well, to get people mad enough to have to keep voting and voting and voting, so maybe they figure out some way to it's, actually it, yeah, have a majority. Maybe. Rule. And as required. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you maybe you're right, Charles. Maybe that would maybe that would do something. It may just be it would be amazing if they kept doing it until they got 50% of the vote and then the majority of voters said none of the above. They they're so mad about the whole thing that they say none of the above. But I guess at least then we'd know uh at that point. Um all right, Charles. Well, I appreciate your thoughts on this. Thanks for calling in. All right. for peace. All right. Thank you so much for calling. I think we're all for peace, man. I don't think anybody wants I, that's what was my whole point on this last uh, on this last uh, segment was that this poll showing that people were you know okay with violence to prevent their political opponents from attaining their goals. Um, now Donna did make a a valid point on that. Uh, she said, "I can see Trump supporters saying that they will resort to violence if the political goals of the other side are to eliminate our God given constitutional rights because that is their goal, but." I don't think that it was articulated quite in that way. But again, that I as a libertarian, I live by this 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 axiom of don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. That violence is only acceptable when violence has been perpetrated against you. So it's uh it's just one of those one of those things and when you see that i mean you know i'm prepared for violence if it if if the need calls for it but i am not an advocate of it in that regard uh um I, oh, genie says that she cuz genie says the, the that poll means nothing and uh and then she says you are showing your libertarian bias you don't really think that poll represents americans it is intentionally biased again I'm not saying it's a true, accurate uh, representation overall. I'm saying that as we look at all these different polls, all of them, and if they all start to trend a certain way, that means, first of all, it means it's some huge conspiracy where everybody's in it together and they're all out to get you and everybody's working in cahoots to ask the same questions or anything else. Or there is an indication that the that the drift of the country is going in a certain way. Again, it... it don't read into don't read into what I'm not saying, right? It's just troubling that these things are even being considered. So it's a it, it, it's one of those things. All right, let's go over to the phones. I was going to try and get to this story, uh, but this story is going to require. I think this this uh, unintended conse- or unintended consequences story is going to require a beginning of the show uh, or beginning of the hour take because it's probably going to take me longer. Uh, then we get there. Okay, uh, let's go over to the phones and see what you have to say. We got a line on hold. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? From North Pole. This is April. Hello, April. What is on your mind this morning? Well, I was just calling about what Mike from Fairbanks said about the school board and how it, it doesn't have its mission anymore. And I, um, just lost my re-election for the school board here in Fairbanks, and I was one of the only conservative members. And I, I just want to make sure everybody knows that all uh, five, six of the members, besides uh, Ms. Burnett, who are left, are basically work for the teachers' union. And they, Mike was so correct that they do not have the interest of parents or the taxpayers they're only representing the interests of the union. 
Right. Mike said that they're saying that they're Mike said that they're saying they're representing the students now, but really what they're representing is they're representing industry interests. Education industry interest. That's what it's all about. Again, it used to be the school boards were made right. up of made up of mom and pops and all that other kind of stuff. But it has been slowly you've seen all these school boards have been subsumed by teachers, former teachers, former union executives, former teachers who were union executives and all this kind of stuff. And they're just basically propagating in the interests of the education industry. Yeah, and you know, like uh, the the unions and, and uh, PACs that were supported by the union spent over $60,000 on our municipal election supporting candidates that support union interests. And it's, it's really our entire local government here in Fairbanks is basically completely controlled by unions. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's it's troubling. And again, it's one of the reasons why I say, why are we... You know, for those of you who see this and see this battle continuing and look at look at how important it is to the left. Look at how these small little battles, which we think of and we probably never give a second thought to on the, you know, usually on a school board, you're like, oh, I don't even know any of these names. Who's the incumbent? I'll just check it off. You know, whatever. You're not even thinking about it. Well, they are obviously thinking about it. They're thinking about it hard and they're giving tons of money to these races in small communities across the country. So it is obviously important yep. to someone. Yep, and you know when you said that they say that they represent the students, that's just language that they use to mask their agenda. They they constantly talk about students, but uh, while I was on the school board, I constantly tried to turn the language to student outcome focused governance. Like, how can we focus on the student outcome, which is the reason that we're there, to educate students what is their outcome going to be, make sure that they're academically achieving. But instead of that, they change it to SEL. How do the students feel? That seems to be all they care about the students. They don't care about their academic achievement. They're only focused on their social-emotional uh, issues, and, and then they are focused on being an employment organization. <laughs> how can we better employ our employees instead of how can we educate our students how yeah. academic achievement? How can we get more employees? How can we put more people on the payroll? And, yeah, let's talk about the kids' feelings. First of all, they're kids. Their feelings are all over the place. I mean, there's just no there. I mean, they're, again, they're growing, they're learning, they're figuring things out. They have I mean, their emotions and their how they feel has nothing to do with the overall learning things. I mean, it can help for sure, but it should not be the focus. And you're right. This is how this is how they've captured us inch by inch, minute by minute which again is why I've advocated that most people should just pull their kids out of school at this point because it's a mess, and this is yeah. a battle you don't want your kids in the middle of while you're fighting this battle. No, and you know, I learned to look at the agenda of the school board and just ask myself, how much of this is student-focused? How much of our agenda, what the work we're supposed to be doing is student-focused? And I had my last school board meeting this Tuesday, just two days ago, and I sat and went through every word of our agenda, and it was about less than 1% was really student-focused. Yeah. Um, even when they, they spoke on and on about the Alaska Reads Act, 
it was really about how the teachers are going to implement it, how um, they're, the, the employees are going to be contacting parents. And, I mean, the Alaska Reads Act is student-focused, but it's so much of our agenda. We had four, three resolutions, it wasn't, and none of them were about students. They all just spoke about adults. Everything that the school board does is about adults anymore. Yeah, and that's a shame because, again, the whole point of this, the whole point of school boards to begin with was to allow local parents to have local control over what their schools were teaching. And they've slowly been edged out by Big Ed, by, ed, you know, by the education industrial complex. That's who's running the show these days in school districts across the country. 100 percent true, Michael. I spent three years. Uh, trying to implement change. I'm a hard worker, and all they did was boot me out of there because they don't want the kind of change that we want. Yeah, no, no, they don't. They don't want to hear about your ideas. They've already got it all figured out. Don't worry, April. Well, I appreciate your hard work and your effort, and I'm sure many parents there in uh, in Fairbanks do. It'd have been nicer if they'd gotten out and supported you. But maybe we'll see. Maybe the pendulum sure. will swing back in the future. We'll have to watch it. Again, in the meanwhile. I think we should just pull our kids out and let them fight amongst themselves at that point. Let them fight over the scraps. Thank you, April, for your phone call. I appreciate it. Thank and thanks for, thanks for your service out there on the school board. Um, all right, folks, we are out of time for today. Tomorrow is another one. We'll be broadcasting live from Fairbanks tomorrow for Firearms Friday. Be kind, love one another, live well. That's all I can ask. Tomorrow's another day. We'll see you. Have a great day. Goodbye. Okay, my friends. Well, dang, it's a fast show. Fast, fast show. Um, Jill says, retired now after 25 years involved in school administration of K through 8. And watching how the public school system has succumbed to the teachers union, to be honest, I, holly, I highly recommend homeschooling now, says Jill. Like I said, if you are not considering that, you, you may need to reconsider some other things. That's, you know, pull those kids in. Don't let them become casualties in this culture war for schools. If you want to keep fighting it, keep fighting it. But pull your kids out while you're fighting it so they don't become, so they don't succumb to friendly fire, so to speak. All right, friends, I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. shed our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show